0: Hello and welcome back to Little Mysteries. I am back, Georgie, and I am joined with my friend Alice, but no Holly today because I came back from Europe and she's gone. Yeah, they did a little switcheroo there. We um, did. I think Holly actually went when she knew I wouldn't be there so she wouldn't run into me. I mean, that's very possible.
1: <laughs> this, this this episode is a, another of the littler mysteries a we're little, doing.
0: Little mystery, bite size one for might our say. Little misses and misters. Yeah, no, exactly. Just for the the small ones, our fans. Yeah. I can say that they're called that because Holly's not here so she can't side-eye me. <laughs> Woohoo! Miss you, Holly, though. I miss Holly.
1: Um, I <laughs> will point out, with this episode that we're about to tell you guys about, while Georgie was away, we did record it and then <laughs> I didn't save it and so that's why we're re-recording it today. And then when Georgie found out what it was about, she was sad because was, she didn't get included.
0: I was really offended because it's actually something I wanted to look into myself and they didn't tell me that they were doing it and I was like, I wanted to write that one, but that's cool, guys. But anyway.
1: I'm sorry to Holly, at least, because we had a good laugh when we were doing it. Now she's missing out, but...
0: I feel like she'll get back and she'll be like, ours was funnier. <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah. I'll try, Holly. I'll try for you.
1: Yeah, please, please try, because uh, there's a very high bar. You've got big shoes to fill here.
0: Well, I've spent like the whole day with you, so I'm getting I'm getting a bit loopy now. That's
1: fair. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the effect I have. But, um... We should probably jump into what this episode is yes, actually please. about. Yes, please.
0: Drum roll. So,
1: oh, I'll, I've got, I've got my, my intro. Just, just wait. Oh,
0: just sorry. wait, Georgie. Oh, sorry.
1: So now I know we joke about Queensland being a bit of a funny place. What? Um, Never. With very strange people in it. Ours. This. Uh, thanks, Georgie. <laughs> um, but this little bit of history I feel really sums up a lot of what the strangeness of Queensland Ooh, is to I me. Oh can Wait. Um I will note before I jump into it. I really do love Queensland and I'm incredibly grateful we live in such a like really beautiful part of the country, the Sunshine State. Yeah, and and Queensland really is an amazing part of the world, but I got to say some cooked shit has happened here, like Yeah, I'd say that's an accurate description. Cooked shit. shit. Yeah. So to cut to the chase, Brisbane had an outbreak of the Black Death in the early (laughs) 1900s.
0: Like, we're not laughing at the Black Death, but like, what?
1: Yeah. So a lot of people... Don't know this. It's, yeah, it's it's a big part of history, but so it's not was a European thing.
0: No, no,
1: no. Well, I actually heard about this for the first time from my high school modern history teacher, who also who taught Holly and I. We're in modern history together, so thanks, oh, Miss Sampson. I get it? You guys went to school without me. So. I'm sorry, Georgie. But yeah, when I first heard about it, I I was really shook because I was like, "What? Like bubonic plague?" But to clarify, what we're talking about here, we legit mean Brisbane had an outbreak of. Bubonic plague—the the same kind of plague that killed fifty million people in Europe in the fourteenth century, which was approximately sixty percent of their population at the time.
0: Wow! So it's that plague, and like that's the like OG plague. Sewage and not washing hands. Hey, uh, well, we'll we'll get into the reasons okay, okay. in a bit. But um, I love a bit of public health.
1: Yeah. So that's a you know we're talking about fourteenth century versus the twentieth century. That shouldn't be a thing.
0: Oh, f- oh yeah, actually, <laughs> fuck.
1: Yeah, it's not good. And you just really
0: thought about that. Yeah.
1: I just want to say right now, before we jump into the serious stuff, there's a really funny thing on the internet. Uh, just look up bubonic plague ASMR. It, it's like. Alice! <laughs> what? <laughs> I sent it to you guys in our group chat a few days ago. Um... About a, a couple of weeks ago, sorry. I think it was when you were in Europe, but it's it's
0: cool. Called- Sorry, I was just being—I was too busy being better than you in Europe, so I probably <laughs> didn't see it. Um, but yeah, bu- I was finding myself.
1: Bubonic plague ASMR—it will change your life. It's fantastic. Oh.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> How? No, it's really
1: funny. We it's do meant you to love be. <laughs> um, but yeah, bubonic plague, ASMR, look it up, it's worth your time Also, <laughs> before we jump into the nitty gritty of how we had a plague outbreak at this time We need a bit of background as to kind of why this happened and what the sort of well, yeah. uh, medical scene at the time was in in Queensland. So I got the following that I'm about to read from the State Library of Queensland from a series called She's Memoirs. Done her research. I have. I Aww. really have. The series is called Memoirs of the Queensland Museum Cultural Heritage Series, and this is from Volume Two, Part Two, and this bit is attributed to M. J. Thurl. I don't know who that is, but thanks, MJ. As early as 1861, vital statistics collected by the Queensland Registrar-General identified what were to be the major public health issues in the colony for the remainder of the 19th century. These were poor sanitation and high mortality, especially in young children, especially, associated with infectious diseases. A central board of health set up in 1865 called for legislation to deal with these issues, but the government gave health problems a low priority, and Queensland's first health act was not... Not passed until 1872, (laughs) with amendments being made in 1884. When bubonic plague appeared in Queensland in the year 1900, the inadequacies of this legislation and the absence of a central authority to deal with the epidemic were realised. A Comprehensive Health Act was passed in 1900. This was associated with the appointment of Queensland's first Commissioner of Public Health, empowered to deal with plague, infectious diseases, sanitation, food adulteration and child life protection.
0: What is food adulteration? I kind of want to know. That sounds like you like screwed with your neighbor's food or something. <laughs> it, I don't know. Well, it might... It might have to do
1: with, like, uh, food, like, sanitation kind of safety. Uh, it's probably really serious and important and I'm just... Made a joke of it. Yeah, that sounds like Sorry, you. Sorry,
0: everyone.
1: Anyway, with the appointment of the commissioner, Doctor B. Burnett Ham, important steps were taken to tackle these issues during the years 1901 to 1905. Mm. So that sets a bit of background.
0: Okay, so we know why something yeah. like this would just happen. How it could happen? Yeah, basically,
1: Queensland's public health system was still very new and not very established. Actually, non-existent. Really. Yeah, but also hadn't been considered much of a priority at this point.
0: Why would you prioritise health? Nah,
1: nah, I don't see a good reason to. Nah. (laughs) But back to plague stuff. Yay. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're horrible people, but it's fine.
1: Keep going. 1900 was when the plague really seemed to hit Queensland, Uh, For some statistics, the memoir had a handy table, which I copied, which shows the number of people affected. These are some of the stats from it. Okay. Between 1900 to 1909, there were 499 cases of plague in Queensland. Wow. And from that, 219 people died, which is around 43%, which is a huge number. Okay, but 409 years, that's not... No, no, 499 cases of plague in nine years. Yeah. But, but but I'll get into this. Okay. So, as I said, out of the 499 cases in Queensland, 318 were in Brisbane. And for a bit of context as well, in 1900, Brisbane's population was around 130,000 people. And 136 of these plague cases happened in 1900. So that's really not a big population to be contending with a disease like this.
0: No. So okay, although you okay. say like,
1: yeah, 499 people in nine years is not a huge thing amount. In the year 1900, there were 136. So imagine you're in like, you know, inner city Brisbane, not a big kind of, like all of Brisbane was 130,000 people. So
0: any kind of like, yeah, it's it's scary. I think contextually, I was kind of like, oh yeah, but like when it was in London, it killed thousands. But then I'm like, "Mm, a lot more people lived in London than the early colonies of Brisbane I guess also
1: even at that point London was a lot more close together together, yeah so even our 499 cases in all of Queensland to happen that's a big deal that's a big deal I forget
0: how small Brisbane is like I literally know too many people
1: if you're not from Brisbane in Australia basically the deal is you know everyone in Brisbane by at least two or three degrees of separation
0: or like you meet somebody and you have one mutual friend at least on Facebook and if you don't they're psycho yeah if
1: you if you meet some for the first time, especially at, like a party or something like you know going to high school, like going to high school parties, you meet someone. Yeah. If you don't have at least one mutual friend, they're a serial killer. They don't exist. They're not yeah. a real person. Like they're, they're fake. Like <laughs> literally. Like you know everyone. And
0: if you went to school like up the road from their school and you don't know or haven't heard of them, like what? Yeah. They're summing up. Yeah. Anyway. And- Bit of background
1: anyway, for you. <laughs> um, there you go. According to a report put out by Queensland's Department of Public Health in 1903 titled Outbreak of the Plague in the State of Queensland, a very fitting title, mm-hmm. um, most of the cases were people between the ages of 10 and 30. Okay. Most had been males at that point, which was the February, May 1903. And a large number of the people were connected with grocery and produce stores and stables.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: All the cases presented uh, definite buboes, which are the swollen and inflamed like Lymph nodes in the armpit or the groin, like the the actual like pustule thingies. Yeah, yeah. It does note also there were no cases of the other two types of plagues, which are primary pneumonic. Or septicemic. So there's three types of plague, that those two and bubonic. Anyway, back to bubos. A majority of them bubos. were were located in the femoral region, which is kinda of like the upper third of the thigh. And they usually appeared around the second day of the disease. So Ooh. very quick acting. And first symptoms were commonly vomiting and a headache towards the kind of front of the head and also shivering. So uh, it was very nasty. fast.
0: Like a like a really shitty flu.
1: Yeah, really shitty flu, except like the next day Either. you like have these bubos and it's not good. Ugh. According to the State Library's website, a main cause of this plague outbreak was rats who were introduced from ships from overseas Mm. because... No, well. Thanks. Australia had a really big port presence at this time. Lots of importing and a lot of migration via ships were happening. So all the major Australian cities started out because they were good locations for ports, basically. Now, I think it was established rats themselves don't carry plague. I could have that wrong because science. But, but it Well, it's bacteria carried by rats which attracts fleas. fleas. Oh, so it's
0: the fleas on the rats.
1: Kind of, yeah. Well, fleas then form a parasitic relationship with the rats, drinking their blood and whatnot. And then when the rat dies, the fleas get hungry and jump onto <laughs> humans and spread it that way.
0: Does does that make sense? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I don't really get it
1: either, but like, anyway. Let's um, not get
0: too sciencey on Little Mysteries. Yeah. This isn't Little (laughs) Sciences. Our next (laughs) podcast... No, I'm joking. (laughs) um,
1: Mix this with generally not great hygiene standards for people at the time, and boom, you've got plague.
0: You get a big old plague volcano erupting across the brown snake. What? The Risma River. No, Plague Volcano. Plague Volcano. <laughs> that was a terrible analogy, but you get what I mean. I sure <laughs> Just adding do. some colour, you know? <laughs>
1: Amazing. Also, there's a pretty well-known photo of a bunch of people gathered around a big pile of dead rats, because at the time there was a lot of focus on killing rats. Even if the rats, yeah. rats themselves didn't carry plague, they were still like helped with the spread of it. There's photos of like a, a big old pile of dead rats. Yeah. And, like people like poking them kind of. Oh. Anyway, the first known case of plague in Australia was reported in Sydney in January 1900. The first case in Queensland occurred in Rockhampton in April 1900, so only a few months later, and not long after, cases then arose in Townsville and Brisbane. Uh oh. The first victim in Brisbane was a carter who worked at the wharves and who lived in Wollongabba. He was admitted to the hastily built Combsley Plague Hospital. The patient's house was cleansed and fumigated, bed linen and curtains burned, and an iron stockade was erected around the property and two
0: neighbouring houses. yeah, I guess you wouldn't want to just put him in a normal hospital, would you? No, because
1: it's so infectious. Oh. There's some photos on this State Library website of half the street being blocked off by these big barricades. So it was a really big deal at the time.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: For the next nine years, epidemics occurred each year and were confined to the port cities and port sort of areas. And the gathers quite close to the river. So that makes sense. And there were a lot of, yeah. at the time, like, wharves around, I think. Anyway, the only inland centre which had the plague was Ipswich.
0: What do I say about (laughs) Ipswich? Every single episode, we just need to burn Ipswich. They should have burnt it back then and we wouldn't have all this shit going on. You look up Ipswich or like man in Ipswich (laughs) articles, it's... (sighs) Ipswich man is
1: kind of like Queensland's Florida man.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, it's exactly like... Florida man If you look that up I don't know if you guys Are familiar with the meme But I would Yeah Do your Googles It's good Come back Educate yourself We respect Ipswich I'm just saying Uh, Little Mysteries Does not condone The burning down of Ipswich Little Mysteries Does also not condone Living in Ipswich
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stop it Georgie Anyway, measures taken to combat the disease included the surveillance of vessels arriving in the state, the destruction, it says, of rats. She did finger air quotes there. Destruction. It's a podcast, Alice. Oh, right. True. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the establishment of isolation hospitals and special provisions for the disposal of the dead. We'll get more into the disposal in a sec, but plague victims who succumbed to the disease were wrapped in sheets soaked in carbolic acid Ugh. and their coffins were slaked with lime. God. And yeah we'll get we'll get more into that but th- this is a bit of a side note. Mm. There are photos of people in old looking plague doctor suits and this really freaks I me out. I love
0: plague doctor suits. <laughs> is that with like the beak? Yeah and the goggles and the, ju- ju- the big gloves? <laughs> What? I'm scared. <laughs> I'm going to go as that for Halloween. <laughs> Please, no. And I'm going to be like, Alice, and you'll go as a minion for the fourth year in a row.
1: <laughs> I will. But um, Holly and I were talking, um, she actually has this um, this image that I'm talking about in her office at work, um, where she works. She Ooh, has this uh, image of the plague doctors. She works in health, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. But I'm really phobic of these old plague doctor masks from the Middle Ages with the bird beaks I'm and stuff. I'm getting you one. Please, no. For people who don't know what they are, the beaky bits, where to put nice smelling things so doctors didn't smell the plaguiness. Oh, okay, Um, that makes sense. Because plaguiness didn't smell good. Anyway, I read Aragon when I was younger and there were these scary bird things in Aragon called the Razak and I always pictured them as like medieval plague doctors but with wings. So I don't know, I'm scared of plague doctors in general and I've had nightmares about it. I'm really not a fan. Interesting. Like every time I see like pictures of plague doctors, like I don't have like a reaction but I'm just like, ugh. I know Um, what I'm going (laughs) to... Well, I'll get you a snake, Georgie. No! no,
0: Not a snake. I'll
1: get you a snake because Georgie's afraid of snakes every one in case you didn't know so Yuck. now we've shared our fears we know what i'm afraid of we know what georgie's afraid of this is a nice bonding experience
0: well i'm gonna get you as plague doctor after you get me the snake i'm gonna get Amanda to <laughs> dress up as one and come to your house i will actually cry <laughs> i'm not kidding you need like a really tall like skinny guy too oh, to stop just, like, it add- <laughs>
1: stop it anyway,
0: anyway.
1: After 1909, there were 12 plague-free years, which sounds all breezy and good. However... It was a lovely time. It was a good time. This led to a slackening in the regulations and a man died of plague suddenly in Brisbane in 1921. Shocker. Woohoo! This outbreak caused 63 deaths. The last case of plague was reported in Queensland in 1922. That's, like, really late. I'll get more into that as well. But Hmm. now we'll go into what actually happened to plague victims. And the following I got from the South Brisbane Cemetery website, which is also known as the Dutton Park Cemetery, by the way. So Gibson Island, which is on the Brisbane River, not far from Murray, almost opposite the Royal Queensland Golf Club today. Now, it's apparently the size of a fertilizer factory this is gibson island but back in the 1900s it was the home of brisbane's plague cemetery before this i really want to go there let's go
0: mm, but. i'm going on a date there <laughs>
1: Amazing. (laughs) Before this, though, in 1889, an aquarium opened up on the island, as well as a dance hall, a zoo, a roller coaster and a cycle track, which sounds like heaps of fun. In 1893, however, Brisbane had a big flood, which washed a lot of this away. I will note in here it says most of the zoo animals were saved.
0: Oh, which ones
1: do make it? It doesn't say. The fact that it says most is really not very reassuring. It's no, sad. I hope no. the animals are okay. Most in
0: peace, animals. Like anyway. we're literally talking about cemeteries. Like eh. But then, like when we hear about animals dying, we're like, oh no. No. <laughs>
1: After the flood, it fell into disrepair, and years later, it became a popular recreation spot again. But in the meantime, it was plague central, which will we will we will discuss further now. So during the 1900 outbreak, plague victims were often sent to Cane Cross Hospital. The quarantine station on the riverbank at Combsley. In May 1900, the highest spot on Gibson Island was selected as an isolated burial ground for those who died. The bodies, which I said before were wrapped in sheets, soaked in carbolic acid and placed in lime-slaked coffins, were transported on a special plague boat and accompanied by only two warders and a doctor from the quarantine station, who is specially authorized to read the funeral service. How nice. The first burial, that of 18-year-old Richard Shanahan, took place in May 1900. He was really young. Poor Richard. Family members often wanted to make other arrangements, and in July 1900, there was an emotional scene at the North Key Wharf when the mother of 15-year-old victim oh. David Philhelly strongly objected. It says to him being taken to Gibson Island.
0: That would be so hard. Like on one hand, it's like people want to do what they the family members of people have died, but on the other hand, you're like mm, this is a huge public health risk.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But the authorities finally consented to her wishes and interred the boy at Toong Cemetery instead. What? So he's buried in Toong.
0: All things lead back to Toong Cemetery. I, I think, think so too. Yeah, wow. we gotta do part two. To-
1: we have to. But Tewong Cemetery is like the hellmouth of Brisbane. If Revelations is real in the Bible, and if like all the dead rise and whatnot, they will come through Toong Cemetery. At least 14 people were buried at Gibson Island during 1900, but in April 1901, a decision was taken to cease the practice on the grounds that it was cruel and unnecessary Mm -hmm. and bitterly resented by relatives of the victims. Of course. People also thought the funerals were taking medical officers away from the quarantine station for too long, and families were now able to make their own arrangements, but only after the bodies had been carefully coffined by the health board officials. Mm, so okay. that was nice that they were a bit more humane with that i guess yeah after this time plague victims were buried in different brisbane cemeteries including at least three people in the south brisbane slash dutton park cemetery there is apparently also speculation that some bodies at the Bogo road jail may have been plague victims oh my gosh like the bogger road cemetery I
0: swear, everything and i think it's just because like i've covered what's that effect when you think about something and then it just it shows up everywhere i don't know but for me that's Bogo Road and Tawong Cemetery. You know when you're like um you buy a Ford Fiesta and then you see Ford Fiesta's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. Everything I hear is like Bogo Road. and Road Cemetery. And my ears are just like pricking up like What is this? But with
1: this idea about plague victims being buried in Bogoro jail, it's kind of sketch and unconfirmed because if you had plague victims, you wouldn't keep people with the plague in a crowded area because that would just spread. Yeah. And although like prison conditions were really terrible at the time, having an epidemic of plague victims in hospital would it would just be a headache to deal with. Yeah. Like I don't mean to sound really like crass there, but it No, would just but coming be, from that
0: standpoint, like or that viewpoint, like that's what they would have been It
1: thinking. would just be super impractical they're to have an entire like, prison oh, full of plague victims.
0: They'd be like, oh, that's annoying for admin.
1: Yeah. So it's it's not really certain, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to get a shovel and just dig up. And I, I also don't know what play victim... like dead bodies look like and they're also like 100 years old. they just
0: be bones. Not even.
1: I can't, I don't know how to tell these things. So anyway, I'm not an archaeologist.
0: What? Yet.
1: (laughs) So this is all, this is a solid timeline and how they dealt with this stuff. The reason I associate this story with Queensland being a bit backwards and weird is because my granddad, who turned 97 this year, um, was born in 1922. So we had plague in Brisbane within his lifetime. Wow. And there are still people living in Brisbane and Queensland that were alive when this outbreak happened. So, you That's know, like
0: a lot of people, if you... It's such uh, a medieval Yeah, it's such disease. a medieval problem.
1: If you're like, you know, if your family have been in Brisbane for a few generations or Queensland, like there has been plague within two or three generations generally. I mean, it shows we've come a really long way, and it's I, it's really crazy, but yeah, there are still people alive today who were around when plague happened in Queensland, which is insane. But anyway, that's everything I have for plague in Brisbane, but a fun fact before we go. According to the Centre for Disease Control and Prevention, which is a government initiative from the United States, the US still today, this, like in modern times, averages seven cases of the plague each year, what? some of which prove fatal. What?! Wild Why do we take? not
0: hear about this in the media, though? The US's
1: population is so high. Yeah, but, they like... They've got, like, a, 320 million or something, don't I they? I guess. I
0: just feel like the minute something like that happens to someone in Australia, it makes the news. Like, I remember dengue fever just came back, and that was a whole thing. Like, somebody went to hospital with dengue fever today in Rockhampton. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, looking at population and whatnot. That sort of thing. And I feel like maybe you could possibly go undiagnosed sometimes because you're, like... Well, yeah, one day... They don't have the
1: plague, like,
0: you One know what day I mean? you
1: just have, like, I don't know, you just... Like vomiting and headaches and stuff, and the next day you've got the bloody plague, like, and you've got little pustuley things on you. So, yeah,
0: wash your hands, guys, don't touch rats, and um. Yeah, keep your vaccinations up to date. Yeah, Yeah. we are (laughs) pro-vax.
1: We are pro. We are pro-vax. I will say that. Also, (laughs) like you know, have your vitamin C. Just like look after yourself. Don't don't go and like lick a wharf rat or something.
0: What? (laughs) I did that yesterday. Oh no! Shit, Georgie, what's that on your leg? I just wanted plague (laughs) for the podcast, like some zest. Like, can you imagine? Like, and you know how we're talking about the plague? Yeah, well, Georgie has it. Like, that's just like so on brand for us. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I've had everything else this winter. So we'll see. I mean,
1: we're investigative journalists. We really want to dive deep. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, we might leave you with that now. But uh, it's so
0: nice to be back. I've missed doing this.
1: We've missed you, Georgie. Everyone has.
0: Thank you. We'll love you and leave you all now. So bye. Bye.